this is Katie, and thank you for joining me on the My Senses, My Space podcast. And today I wanted to talk about daily routines. And this is going to be a series on the next few Fridays. Um, So today we're going to be talking about what and how and (laughs) and how to construct like routines for yourself. And so this first one is just routines in general and how can we turn them into wins. And then the next two are going to be about morning routines and evening routines because a lot of those um, that, that cluster at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day need more specific things. And each one of those developed into a whole podcast in itself. So today I wanted to talk about how do you define like a successful routine? Um, how are you measuring a routine? So we can put on paper, a, a, write it out like at seven o'clock, I brush my teeth at seven fifteen, I have my coffee. I, you know, like have a list of things. Um, and say, this is what's going to happen. And then we, when we step up and start doing those things in real life, because real life happens, we start seeing delays. You know, we may have tried to account for real life happening, but still it can be surprising to see what comes up during that day and be like, oh, I didn't realize that took so long. I didn't realize that on most days, this is a constant interruption. Um, I like, maybe I need to order these in a different way. Like until you're actually experiencing it and stepping through that, it's really hard to be accurate with your routine. So the first step is though, imagining it, like how, like writing it down and seeing like, how do the puzzle pieces fit together? And because you've lived up to this certain point already, you will kind of know some things intrinsically of like, yes, it probably around this time is how long it takes for me and my body and my mind to to go through that process. Um, But then also sometimes our brain likes to look at a task and go, okay, that's going to take way longer or way shorter. Our brains aren't the best at estimating time. So taking a timer and timing yourself through some of these things, especially items that you're finding are taking longer or shorter, let's try to get a little bit more accurate read. And you can just literally take your phone and hit start and just see approximately like how long does brushing your teeth take? Um, but that also includes stepping in there getting all the supplies ready, um, doing all the steps and then exiting. If you are exiting right after that, what does that entire process look like? Um, also like if you work outside the home and you're arriving at a destination spot, it's not just travel time. There is travel time of finding a parking space and walking up the stairs and getting to your desk and stuff like that, that sometimes we do not account in. I know for many years, I, that was just totally off my radar and it was very confusing why I would always be five minutes late. So accounting in all those times, but then also building in, especially to your teens, 
of these pauses or little breaks so that if something does come up that you can shift or make make a little change or um, tend to something that maybe popped up like you wake up and you don't have any clean socks. Like, what are you going to do? Um, are there backup socks? Or can you borrow some socks? Can you? <laughs> I think, um, you know, you can figure that out. But it's those types of things. Like, what what can pop into your schedule? So as we're kind of weighing, like, what things we want to have in our schedule permanently, um, what things could come up, where do you need to add more time and all of that? If there's something you want to add then into your schedule at that point, say it's a brand new routine that you've never tried, there's going to be a lot of trial and error with that. And how do you attach something into a very set routine where you have muscle memory, um, your brain is used to going, okay, I just put on my shoes. Now I'm going to get my bag. Like those transitions can be very locked into your brain. I do this, then I do this because that is your routine. It makes you feel comfortable to follow those steps. And when you interrupt that, those steps in order, it can feel very uncomfortable. And so when we're trying to add something to the routine, say, um, you know, you put on your shoes then you do something and then you get your bag, it's going to, as I said, feel a little uncomfortable and it may be enough friction to say, oh, well, throw my hands up. I can't do this or try it a couple days and go, oh, this something's just not working. So how do we get used to that feeling of being uncomfortable until we feel comfortable? Or how do we say, well, inserting that one part of my routine isn't working in that time slot. Could I move it to a different time? I know in my own household, we play a lot with my son's getting ready routine in the morning where, especially the first month is we put alarms so he can get ready at certain times. And like those little alarms trigger him to go, okay, I need to go brush my teeth next, but he's built in some pauses so he doesn't feel rushed. And we found that the alarms weren't quite going off in the best places for him to kind of hurry up and then slow down and then hurry up and then slow down in a manner that didn't constantly stress him out. So we made adjustments. We go, oh, you know, that one alarm that's going off at 810, let's back it up to eight because let's give you a little bit more time here. And it's going, and it did, it started flowing so much better. There was more time before that alarm that allowed for everything to be spaced out. And it's almost like a little wheel is just kind of turning slowly and it just made things like if we just stick in, I'm just imagining kind of like a pizza wheel where you are sticking things kind of in each part of the little wheel and made those little things feel more equal and balanced um, going forward. And so he didn't have to feel like so, so much stress right before going out the door. Another thing to think about is like, are there things in your routines that you can let go of? 
are there things in your routines that aren't serving you very well or could be moved to the day before somehow where maybe you make a plan for a week so that decision what what you're having for lunch what you're wearing just like the variables for each day if you're making those decisions earlier you're going to have less decision fatigue so our bodies have amazingly (laughs) a, a certain amount of decisions that we can make every day until our brain just starts tiring out so much Um, And that's why we get burnt out by the end of the day. And we don't want to decide what our dinner is (laughs) very common. It's like, please don't make me decide what dinner is because our brains are so full at that point. And we're just like, not one more decision. Um, So what is it that we can make decisions maybe on a weekend, maybe the night before of just laying out our clothes How do we do that so that when we come up to the day that we're stepping through our routine, that it's less, that we're actually doing a bit less? Is there a part of your routine that's not serving you at all? Is it that you're doing something for someone else that doesn't need to be done? Is it, and I'm just thinking like, um, is, are there ways that, um, For example, when I'm doing the dishes, I'm throwing a whole lot more into the dishwasher instead of sitting there and hand cleaning everything, as long as everything is dishwasher safe. Like, can I give myself a break and just say, okay, I'm going to slam all this stuff in that I normally take some time and do the pots and pans and stuff, but these pans can easily go through the dishwasher. No problem. They're not nonstick (laughs) and you can just put them in there and give yourself a break run a half load, whatever it takes to just let go a little bit and say, I'm going to have more time for myself in the morning. So I don't feel as rushed. So I can just say no to some things. Um, could it be that, um, you're doing something for someone else who can fully capable, fully capable to be doing that for themselves. I don't think I said that correctly, but you understand like if they are fully capable of doing that for themselves, is that something that you can slowly give back to them? Is it something that you don't want to have to worry about anymore? I know for me a long time ago, I just stopped wearing makeup. I just stopped, um, doing part of my routine that I didn't feel was necessary in my life anymore. Now, granted, I work from home, but there's still a lot of times that I appear on videos and I'm just like, a little makeup would be nice, but I also have sensory issues and I, I reach up to my face and it would be all smeared all over the place if I was wearing makeup every day. Um, so they're decisions to make, you know, what, for you, then there is no right or wrong there. What works for you is what works for you. And figuring all of this out can be complex. It can be something that you try over and over that you're trying to insert new things in there. But if you're inserting like a whole exercise routine into one of these routines, evening, morning, it can be really hard if you're not taking something else away. You're literally trying to fit more into those time slots than allowed. 
Or are you saying, okay, I'm I'm not going to do this other thing though. And so that will give me time to do this. And I can go into like, is it screen time that we're giving up so that you can exercise? Is it, or do some kind of movement with your body? And how does that affect you? And how do you look at these things as not morally right or wrong? That they just fit better for you, your body, your mind, your family, your situation, your time of day, your season that you're in. There's just so many factors. I absolutely love to help my clients through this, you know, creating these routines, um, supporting them through when things aren't quite going right, um, trying to step back from all or nothing thinking of like, well, I wanted to exercise or move my body every day this week and I couldn't. And it's like, well, it's your first day, your first week of doing this. How could you move your body just once this week? Well, let's just look at that. Let's just schedule it into one day. And it could be the way that you're moving your body isn't working. So there's just so many different factors, <laughs> so many different things that we can work with. So if you're interested, um, feel free to visit my website at katiesanders.com, uh, K-A-T-I-E, Sanders, S-A-N-D-E-R-S.com. And I love to work daily. Usually starting out daily is like the absolute best. We have little Voxer check-ins for about 15 minutes throughout the week. And it's really, really a great support because, and I've heard this feedback from other people, but I absolutely do not judge. I meet you where you're at. I do not assume, um, what your capabilities, like, I do not assume you can do more like, and I do not say like, well, you should be doing this. No, all of that is out. It, like wherever you are at, whatever you can do, how can we look at everything? Because sometimes it's all kind of jumbled up in your brain going, I don't know. I don't know. These are my ideas. I don't know how to fit these pieces together. And we sit down and we look at the puzzle pieces and we actually get them to fit together and if we need to adjust, I'm still sitting there cheerleading you all the way on through all your iterations. So yeah, please contact me. I would love to hear from you. And until next time, and next week, we'll be covering morning routines. And until then, thank you for joining me on the My Senses, My Space podcast. <laughs>